Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Dads. My name is Daniel Monday. Thanks for tuning in and checking us out for another week. We've got a very interesting chat today that I think you'll get a lot out of. I'm t- my guest today, Stan Juris, is a man who has been at the high of the uh, property game, um, construction game, was absolutely killing it work-wise, but in the process was killing himself and uh, the family um, unit. So he breaks down everything that he went through before he got to the breakdown and the one thing that made him stop and change everything straight away. It's something that I think you'll love to hear and if you're struggling right now, it might be something that you'll get out of this. Some of the nuggets that he shares, I really, really encourage you to stick around for this little interview. Um, And before we do get into Stan sharing his story, just a quick little favor, hit subscribe, hit share, hit rate, hit review, spread the word so we can get more dads like you listening to this and hopefully we can benefit and hopefully what some of the stories that some of our guests and what Stan is sharing is going to help you if you're in a tough situation right now. And on the flip side, if you are in a small business owner, if you are a dad, you want to share your story, definitely let me know. Send me an email, daniel at dpmtransformation.com. The website is currently being built, smallbusinessdads.com.au as well. You'll be able to get in touch with me there. But now, without further ado, straight Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Dads. Today, I've got Stan Juris with me. How are you, Stan? Good, thank you, Daniel. Good, thank you. Now, before we get into you know, what you do, I'd like to get a bit more of a background idea on who we're talking to. So, tell us a bit more about yourself, a bit of a, you know, tell us about you, tell us about what you're into, and then you know, we'll also have a chat about your family as well. Yep. Um, so, name's Stan Juris, uh, builder by trade, studied construction management, um, did that part-time, started uni in the late 90s. Uh, five kids, uh, four boys from 10 is the oldest to four and a half the youngest. My hobbies, jump to cars, got a fair few toy old Fords are my favourite. I do have a modern yeah. model. But yeah, my cars, cars are my favourite toy, go bush a bit. Um, got a Land Cruiser decked out. Yeah, not going bush at the moment, obviously. But no, obviously not, but hopefully soon. Yeah, we we're, we're planning to do around Australia at the end of the year. That's okay. I'm assuming not going to happen. Well, you never know. It might be a few. Uh, obviously, won't be going international anytime soon. But we might. Be, with fingers crossed, the way things are tracking, you might get a bit of luck there. Hopefully, hopefully, and hopefully, the work keeps going so I can afford to have two, three. <laughs> Especially if you're taking five kids with you. Yeah. So um, that's us in a nutshell. Um, nice. Yeah, I live in St George Shire. M- most of my life spent in the St George area. Um, yeah. That's well, a pretty good little, you know, obviously you've got your hands full with five kids, but um, now the reason why I wanted to have a chat today is you gave me a little bit of a background about, about you and your story business-wise. Now, if you'd like to share it with everyone else, I think it's pretty cool and not, I think it's really important and, and sums up exactly what this whole uh, show is supposed to be about, really. Okay. Um, so construction, I studied construction management, did it part-time. So for me, a big thing was practical, hands-on knowledge which gave me a really good career because I had the theoretical knowledge of university, but then the hands-on, which most uni guys did it. So I worked my way up pretty young. By mid-20s, I was running decent-sized government projects. By 30, I opened a construction company with a partner at a previous firm. Um, but leading up to that, I did aged care, nursing homes, Department of Defence, a lot of defence work. My career highlight, I did the missile testing facility for defence, where they okay. bring missiles back from overseas. They'd pressurise them, recommission them. We had to do this whole fancy enclosure. The guys from the US came over. They said it was the best one they'd ever seen. They documented it for their international standards. 
So I really get off on trying to do things to the nth degree. Um, then at 30, started my own company. We grew that 30 million a year turnover was our peak, 26 employees. Um, I'm a workaholic. I realized it is my nature. I used to blame other people for giving me so much work. Then in time you realize I enjoy taking it and controlling it and doing it all. Um, so after nine years, I started with one job when we started the business at 39, um, working 60, 80 hours a week. We were losing money here and there or chasing money, not getting bills paid, I'd say, not losing money, just not getting paid. Um, with my youngest son's special needs, really it was at the point, do I just keep killing myself and virgin nervous breakdown or do I pack it up and reassess life and what's it all about? So 39, 30, yeah, 30, 38 and a half, reassessed. Went, went to Adelaide, actually. And Adelaide, Alice Springs, sitting in Alice Springs, did Ayers Rock with the kids, came home from doing Ayers Rock. My eldest son at the time was eight, said, Dad, you're actually a nice guy. And I thought, wow. Wow. That's and a so, kick in the guts. Yeah. And so then came home and literally within three weeks, packed it up. So that's the, pretty awesome. Like that's uh, Obviously, I want to have a big focus on the dad side of things for this whole show because... There is a difference between being a dad and actually being involved and... Yeah, being present. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can be home, but if you're on the phone or your mind's going a million miles an hour, you're never present. And it's hard because obviously you've... Drifting. Yeah, you know, like you've got bills to pay and obviously you want to be good at what you do. And But yeah, I think it's... Um, so that point for you, was that the big breaking point? Yeah, I can still remember sitting on the couch in the cabin at the Big Four Holiday Park in Alice Springs. And then when I started self-reflecting, you start talking to people, your wife's like, no, you're not a nice person. You know, you're making our marriage really hard. You realize the kids are all angry and you're creating this unhappy environment around you that you're oblivious to because you're so go, go, go chasing the dollar. And yeah, you're just oblivious. So was that like a make or break trip, if you don't mind me asking, or was it just like a family trip you wanted to get away and then all this sort of come up in the, you know, in the wash? Um, if you're not comfortable, that's fair enough to I say. I was, for me, it was you had to do everything. I had to have the cars, the houses, the business, the big going bush, going hunting, never home. And my wife actually said halfway through that trip, she was ready to pack up and come in by herself. Okay, so wow. Breaking point, kids, it was breaking point. Yeah. Yeah, psychologically for me, I was at the point I could tell I wasn't, you're not computing everything right, you're under too much stress. So, yeah, came well, you're back. You're in the wrong headspace when you go away, when you're working that many hours to start with, I guess. Yeah. We came back 15th of Jen, I think it was 13th of Feb. I'd resigned as director. Wow. So, so yeah. pretty easy call, I guess. Well, and obviously you put your family and all that first. And there was no, there was no option. Something, my wife says that afterwards, she goes, something was going to break. Whether yep. it was the family unit, the marriage, me mentally, something, something somewhere had to give. You couldn't run that speed in life and something not break. And full credit, like, because you actually manned up and you faced that rather than, you know, rather than putting the business first, you actually put the family first. And that's the, uh, that's why I wanted to have a chat because there might be people listening in the situation where, you know, that is the main focus work. And like, obviously everyone has, you know, everyone's got to run their own race and, you know, want to judge other people's situations. But if there's someone listening now in that's like in a situation where you found yourself in, what would you say to them? What to help? What helped me the most um, I'm a big active Christian, so I've got an elder that I see as like a life coach. Um, so having a sounding board, somebody trusted, and literally you can normally talk your own problems out, but if you talk about it with someone, you come to your own, it makes sense when you hear it. Yeah. You can realise yourself what you need to do, but needing those real trusted people who've got your best interests at heart. 
um, a couple of close friends, really, yeah, that was two good friends helped carry me through it. Always there, ring me every few days, how are you coping, what are you doing, what are you thinking? And so now I've learned to do that for others. If I know someone's struggling, text all the time, you know, just a nothing text, hope you have a good day. And I know when I was struggling, that made a big difference. So, yeah, that, that's the advice I give. Open up to others and you realise everyone's struggling. Yeah. Everyone has their own burden, their own thing that they're not coping with. Especially right now, there's obviously a lot that's been thrown everyone's plates and different industries affected to different degrees. Um, so all of this now, after you come back and you chucked it in, what happened from there? Where are things now with you a couple of years down the track? Yeah, so that was February 18. So now we're April 20. Um, I contracted a few months in, one, in doing what I was previously doing, but I knew that was just a short-term help. I made out the, the business partner I left. We just get did a contract agreement so I could type the loose ends. I didn't leave me in the lurch. Left in Feb, contracted till end of financial year. Did a handful of months as another mate. So being so driven, I guess, I knew the building codes, the Australian standards back to front. So now I've set up a business successfully. I've got three casual employees, or one full-time, two casuals, and we do building defects, building inspections, expert reports. Um, but that workaholic nature I had, I could actually translate into a new career that's a lot less stress. Still got the hours. I realize that's me. The hours is me, but better hours. I'll start at five rather than finishing at eight at night. Um, so I can control my hours, a lot less stress, and I can still put food on the table. So we're still living a comfortable life. Yeah, new career off the skills. I just had to harness my, what skills did I have? So I didn't have to repeat the same career. So I could actually make a full career change. Yeah, and it's the best thing I ever did. Yeah, that's the one thing that made me want to have a chat because when you, if you sent me a brief message a few weeks ago and that's what you said, you walked away and you said you've never been happier. Yeah. And obviously the family situation is a lot better now and everything there is going a lot better than where we're was well, potentially the home of change. The kids are happier. The kids yeah. are calmer. They're more confident. Marriage is obviously a lot better. And as the father of a house, you set the tone of your household. And if you're aggressive and pissed off all the time, so is everyone else. So the kids are actually a lot calmer. And their confidence is through the roof. That's a nice little take-home point. If anyone takes anything out of this, I hope it's, you know, that's something I think we can all, we can all take on board. I yeah, you, know, you can definitely cop the tip because everyone responds to stress differently. And I think, um, yeah, I, I like that little, I like that little nugget there, Stan. Now, um, obviously you've got a better handle on things in the last couple of years. So based on all of that, based on what you just said, and it could even be the same thing, but would that be the biggest tip you have like parenting wise, um, like for someone who is trying to run a business and for, you know, and trying to be present and involved in the yeah, kids' that's lives? Another dad said it to me. Um, he was a divorced father, very successful at a certain time. Then when I met him, he'd gone bankrupt and was getting back on his feet. But he said he was never present, broke his marriage, never there for his kids. And now I try and be present and I try and have a friendship. My sons, I'm really lucky we're all mates. They're boys, boys, we're rough. Yep. We're rough house. Um, yeah, they rumble. Just be present. Like go to their footy. I, I try and go to all their footy games. Nice. Take them to training. If I can't take them to training, I'll at least meet my wife there and we'll do a handover. She'll leave, I'll hang out. Um, just, yeah, be present with your kids. If you're present, they're going to remember that. You're going to have a bond. They're going to respect you. They're going to listen. Um, yeah, you, you can't come home and just yell at your kids and they're going to listen. If they respect you and they appreciate you, they'll listen. 
And five boys, we've got to have them listening. <laughs> well, I think five of anything. I've only got two girls, but I'm definitely glad there's not five. So you've got, you've definitely got a few experience under your belt, that's for sure. The um, If we could go, let's say you could go in a bit of a time warp, but maybe it's from a business point of view from you back when you were flying and you were killing it, and but under the pump and stressed and everything else, or maybe it's younger. Is there, if, the, if you were going to a time warp, obviously we can't, and just speaking hypotheticals, but is there advice, any advice that you would give your younger self? Because, you know, I think... Obviously, you know, as a kid, we think we know it all. Uh, and it's only when you get a bit older and experience, you realise you don't. Um, biggest thing is money is maths. People think money makes me and I'm only worth what's in my bank account. Money is maths. Ma- money, numbers in, numbers out. If you can balance numbers in, numbers out, the rest is just an overinflated self, sense of self-importance. If you think money makes you, it's, you, you're being conned. It's air. It's, not, it's fictional. So if you just have enough money to live the life you want to live... And you can then have more time at home. You're the richest bloke. Yeah, no, I think that's yeah, I think that's very important. Like the one thing that I and I know from a personal point of view, I know when my oldest was only a couple of weeks old, um, you know, back in you know, six years ago, now six and a bit years ago, there was times with my hours that I that I wouldn't see her, and I realised that I can't cop this because it's not you know like you leave early and then you get home late and she's in bed and you didn't see him for a whole day and. That was my wake-up call. Um, and then you realise that, you know, for me personally, I had to take a financial hit. Um, and sometimes it does come down to that. But um, like you said, it's, it's not about chasing the money. Like, obviously, you've got to pay bills and do all that. But there's other ways that you can. Yep. Um, um, and if it makes you smarter with, um, with work um, from a business side of things, like um, is there any advice you'd put to someone in that um, position now, like to you know, be smarter work-wise maybe? Or... Yeah, um, accept criticisms. I sit down with, I've got a Cluey accountant who's more of a business advisor and I'll take his criticisms and he critiqued me probably nine months into the business, said, you're working too hard, increase your rate by 30%. I did it and I thought, oh, I'm going to lose all my work. Nobody blinked an eye. So is this in the current form, like with what you're doing now? Yeah. So it's really taking advice. Don't think you know it all. Nice. Be open to, to criticisms. And I guess the, uh, there's a, always, everyone's got that fear in the back of your head when it comes to price, especially you know, sensitivity and with the way things are maybe at the moment. But if you're providing a service, people, and if you uh, had built that rapport and the relationship with your clients and your customers, people will be happy to cop that. And it's the 80-20 rule, I guess, when it comes back down to the Pareto principle. It's even if you did lose the clients, they're probably uh, 20% of your clients on the 80-20 rule. They're they're probably the ones that are costing you 80% of your work and the stress. Yeah. My little clients chop a lot of time, but also I want people to use me because I'm good, not because I'm cheap. Yeah. Smart. That's a smart tip too. It's like you know, the thing you always see where someone wants, uh, someone wants a service, but someone doesn't want to pay a lot for it. When you get what you pay for in reality, don't yeah. you? I, mean, I don't value my time. Why should I expect them to? I learned that I did a job for free and the lady took such advantage of me. And I realized if I valued my time at zero, so did she. So she yeah. amounts of my time. Yeah. No, I think that's very smart. And obviously, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, sometimes you do things for charity or you do things for, you know, for just to pay it forward or, you know, just to help someone out when they need it. But there's obviously a fine line that you need to, uh, you need to draw and realize people are um, starting to take advantage like you found out. But yeah, I think it's, um, I think there's some awesome lessons that you've seen. And obviously you've lived a, uh, so you lose both sides of the fence. You've been that one where it's just been all the work and now you're 
obviously a lot more happier and stress. I'm sure I'm assuming you're sleeping better. You probably. Oh, I couldn't sleep. I used to yeah, take all that St. John's ward, everything, herbal teas, trying to sleep. Now every night, see you later. No yep, and yeah, and that's and yeah, and even though you're still busy, the um, yeah, I think there's some of the insights that you've shared today, Stan. I just think it's been really encouraging to hear for someone that where you've obviously realised where things weren't working in the past, and you're man enough to actually step up and to face it and to be there for your kids and be there for your family and to put them first. I think that's pretty. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, Thank yeah, you. before um, before we wrap it up, unless there's anything else that you want to touch on, is there somewhere if people do want to um, explore more about your services and find out more about what you do, where can they? Where's the best spot? Um, uh, info at Construction Ad Advisors. That's a d v i s e r s dot com dot au. Um, yeah, we generally give advice, whether it's construction advice, defect reports, you're going to court. Um, you're about to start a build. We review designs for developers. Those guys that have been sued back end use our services. They're smarter in business. They use this front end now to try and mitigate problems. Um, yeah, that's it. Professionally, personally, I'd say to everyone, if you can give a hand to another dad you think could be struggling, if everyone helps one bloke, you'll see the whole world's a better place. Especially now, I think that's the main key, and just you know, being able there to have a chat with people, and it's a lot. And, and typical bloke story, you don't always chat about. We don't have to. If you just show up to pizza, I just show up to a mate's house on Saturday with two pizzas, and just him knowing somebody cares. Yeah, you know, that, um, that's enough. You don't even have to really talk about it. If you're there, generally people are happy with you. somebody's there. At least they know that if they want to open and take that discussion down that route, there's an opportunity. Well, that's that's pretty. Um, so, like, just to clarify, business-wise, are you? So, if someone was listening to this and thinking that they may be interested in what you do after hearing your story and realizing you're a decent bloke and they want to find more about you, is it more a commercial side of things or like for residential? If someone's looking to buy a house and they want a defect report, like what's that? It's only pre-purchase, only because it's too competitive. Again, I just don't compete in that market. Yep. If you're a brand new house built. Um, that's a time where spending money on someone like me is well worth it. When you still owe your builder some money, yes. in that final payment, you've got leverage. After you've paid them, your leverage is weak. You've got to go to court. That's probably the ideal time to contact someone like me. Um, and then you've just got to be careful. There's your pre-purchase guys say they do what I do. They don't. Just like I can say I do what they do, but really I don't. Um, you're not set up for it. They're quick, get in, get out. Um, but if you want yeah, a new build, as a mum and dad, I do do mum and dads or disputes with builders with mum and dads. I've got yeah a few mum and dad clients and generally, again, you, you, my fees are half what they would be commercially because they just can't afford what it's worth, but they're in a, a difficult position and my skill set can generally get them out of it. Well, I guess, and there's probably been a lot, if I can go back to the business side of things, that obviously in the media in the last 12 to 18 months or so, there's been a lot of problems that have come up of all these big Yep. towers of all these faults and obviously that's where someone like yourself would come in and pick up all that stuff but i think um with stuff getting and there's obviously a bit of a slowdown in the market now with the um with all the shutdowns and slowdowns and everything like that but i'm assuming that there would be a huge market for someone like yourself especially with all these developers coming in and basically slapping up things you know really quick yep. and changing you always hear horror stories about stuff getting changed and you know after the plan and it is. I reckon I've got 20 years worth of work easy with the horrible workmanship that's gone on. There's a building commission on the team that's pushing really hard. The master builders, I'm heavily involved there, they're pushing really hard for change. We're getting pushed back from the developers because they're saying it's going to cost us more money. 
they're the ones that are making all the profit and they're the ones cutting the corners. Yes. But yeah, so yeah, it is a growth market. It's a good market. Construction-wise, it looks like it might not dip with the government, state governments put a panel forward. They're fast-tracking a lot of projects to get new jobs underway, government yeah. and private. So construction is looking like it won't see too much of a dip because of corona. Well, that's encouraging. And I guess that's the growth thing anyway, because like, it creates jobs, doesn't it? If you're building things, there's like they obviously need all the all the tradespeople and the workers there and the manpower to do all that. And then they say one in four is indirectly employed by construction. We're the largest individual employer in Australia, but then the coffee shops, the takeaway shops, the petrol stations, you know, we don't use public transport. Everyone's driving a car, mm. your mechanics. Yep. So the one in four is indirectly, they say, employed by construction. So we keep that afloat it helps keep a large chunk of the other industries afloat too. Well, yeah, I think everything's a flow and effect, isn't it? Like, you know, there's obviously the, if you always see the traders around the building sites and all the workers there, they, you know, they have their smoker on their lunch break and they go across to the local cafe and they support them. And then you go, yeah. And then like you say, it's, um, they're all on the roads. And I noticed myself when I am on the roads, the roads are a bit quieter at the moment. So, cause there isn't on the road. So, but um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think you've been, uh, some awesome insights and I hope some people listening can take this on board. And if you find yourself in that situation, like Stan said, reach out to somebody. Um, so, and do the best thing for your family at the end of the day. I really appreciate you taking the time to share those little insights and to get personal. I know that might, that's not a bloke way to share yeah. those stories that, you know, that don't always end up roses. Well, well for you, it did, I guess, because you were, uh, because you realized and you got the kick up the backside before it was too late. Um, you didn't need the breakdown or the family, um, you know, the family unit to end, or you know, or you end up giving yourself a stroke or a heart attack because you just ran yourself into the ground. So I appreciate you sharing those. Almost 110 kilos. Really? Yeah. So how many? So what is that now? 80, 80-ish now. So yeah. and that was through stress, or do you just change? Yeah, I'd go to the restaurant every day because I was stressed. Every day I'd go to a restaurant for lunch. Yeah. So you, just everything's bad. Just, yeah, oh, I'm having a stressful day. I'm going to go eat like a pig. Yeah. Massive lunch. Yep. Well, mate, well, that's, yeah, that's another story that, right. So, uh, okay, if I, if I can borrow another two minutes of your time, if we're going to, um, you know, fitness is my background, so I have an extra interest in all of that. But if someone is sitting listening to this and they're thinking, okay, they, you've just ticked another box there on, the, on their little chart, like they're stressed and overworked and overweight, what was the one thing that you changed? Um, yeah, where it might be food-wise, might be exercise-wise. What did you add or what did you take out? I gave myself the headspace to be able, the mental capacity to diet. I didn't have the mental capacity because I was so stressed. Yep. Nothing left. Once you're relaxed, you can actually have the mental space and your mental strength to say no. Whereas if you're always on edge, you're always running, running, running. You, got, you just don't have the mental capacity to eat well and to diet and to go gym. You're just exhausted all the time. So did you make the time, obviously, when you had that extra time with your family, um, when you did walk away, is that when you started or you'd already kicked that in before? No, no, no. It was, it was a few months after I started. Once I wound down, I had the mental strength to, to diet. And then I didn't have that urge to, to satisfy my wants all the time because I wasn't as needy, I guess. Yeah. You're in, well, you're in a bit of headspace to start with. And there's no wonder why you're sleeping a hell of a lot better now these days. Oh, so once again, that's another nice little nugget that we learnt as well on the back end. Like, well, and obviously, I can say from you know because that's my experience. But the it's the whole picture. If you're healthier, if you're eating better, you are less stressed. If you're exercising, you're less stressed, and you 
more productive. You're probably even maybe even doing less hours now, but more productively than what yeah. you were when you're at your worst, when you're under the pump and stressed to the max anyway. Yeah. Well, mate, just to wrap us up again, thank you for your time and your knowledge. I think it's been very awesome. I hope someone takes something out of this and can really um, put it into practice. If you just want to drop that little contact details for you again or your website and the email again, I'll, sh I'll put it all in the show notes. Yeah. But just for someone's listening right now and they want to stop this and head straight to their phone and send and, uh, and follow up with you and uh, what's the best spot? Yep. Um, yeah, Stan Juris. It's the Construction Advisor, A D V I S E R S dot com dot au. Um, the email is the website or oh four two one six four seven seven six five. Feel free. People chew my ear off for twenty minutes of advice. And Johnny, if you want just advice, just ring me. I'll say call me back at this time when I'm in the car. Is when I give out free advice because I'm driving anyway. <laughs> yeah. you, you could have your own little show. Yeah, uh, just construction advice. People bring them up with wasted time problems for me, but to them it's a big issue. Yeah, fair enough. Well, mate, I'm sure you've got a wealth of knowledge there. Thank you for sharing some with us, Stan. I appreciate it and I encourage everyone, if you are in the market for that um, little bit of, uh, you know, you're building a new home where you might be knocking down something and you want to put that dream home together, go and chat to Stan before things get out of control and you get screwed by some developer that doesn't know what he's doing. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. Thank you.